We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to jump in and dissect our December breakfast with Pastor Willie George. As always, I have Matt Schrader with me here today. Uh, so Matt, let's let's jump into it. How are you doing? How are things going? Man, things are great. December, of course, it's very cold outside for us window cleaners. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> life's good. Brotherhood's good. We're growing. Man, it's so much fun right now. I mean, it's always fun, but you know, it's it gets a little, it's really fun when you know it just keeps growing. Uh, I mean, I don't even. Yeah. So, of course, Pastor George killed it once again. He has a habit of doing that on a regular basis. And then I'm looking forward. 2023 is going to be a great year for brotherhood, a great year for – I'm anticipating a great year for me. I'm an, I'll tell you who I'm excited about, and this is a rare, rare thing. Man, I'm excited about your year, man. I think you're going to have a great year. <laughs> And listen, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought I was gonna get burned there for a second. Well, I'm I'm still burning you. Like, oh, okay. I'm saying it's a it's a sheer, uh, you know, it's a brand new thing for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you're alluding to something, so I'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and announce it. I guess so. I am uh, officially employed again, which is awesome. Hey, hey. Uh, it's kind of weird to say that. Off the tax yeah. dollar. So finally. Yeah. Yeah. A really cool story about that. So. Um, I get, it was a couple podcasts ago that we kind of talked about it that I was kind of a, a free agent and looking for kind of my next my next adventure, and I've been doing the same thing for 18 years. So wow. that's a long that's a long time to be doing something. So I'm back in the uh, I'm back in the market. I'm a rookie, which is it's weird. I'm not used to being the guy that is like doesn't know all the answers. So this is definitely an exciting phase for me. But I'm working for a company out of out, out of Arkansas, and uh, I am. One of their, uh, I'm their Western director of sales. So uh, awesome role. Going to have a, a great team that I get to work with. Uh, excited to get to know them and, and learn the business. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an adventure. It already is an adventure. I'm about two weeks into it and uh, just constantly learning. Um, I think one of the things that I, like from my leadership journey is like you always do want to grow in your leadership and, and continue to continue your education per se. Not necessarily like from a university uh, standpoint, but the really cool thing is that experience that you gain, no matter what you're doing, whether it's washing windows or, or leading people, um, that's that's stuff that you can take with you. Whether it's worth work, work ethic, self discipline, um, what is you know certifications that you may have, or just uh, software or expertise, all that stuff. It's it's so interesting that like whenever you're kind of in that that journey and on that path, that those are the things that make you uniquely qualified for your next adventure. Yeah. And so uh, I think the really cool thing about it is, and, and we've talked about it and Brotherhood has done this, is your one degree with uh, Dave Jewett. And uh, I know it's been a mid-sized group. If you guys haven't done that, I strongly encourage you uh, to get involved in something like that because the, the reality of it is this, especially when you get to my age, which it, like I, I'm at, I called it like the halftime of my career whenever it You're an whenever old man. So like you're an old man. I'm an old man. But I, I mean, hypothetically, I got about twenty more years of, of, uh, of occupation ahead of me. So did eighteen, got a, maybe another twenty, then I'm in my sixties. So the the first twenty years, that's that's really uh, where you're gaining that experience, you're you're learning and growing. 
the the second half is where you really start to specialize and where you really start to take all of those things that you've learned along that journey. And I think that's really where you add value uh, in the next thing that you do. So I'm excited to, to do that. And for me, going back to the one degree thing is it was really helpful for me to kind of say, okay, what are the things that um, I'm uniquely qualified to do? What are the strengths that God's given me? What's the purpose that he has for me? And how can I apply that to kind of all the different um, occupations and, and interviews that I had. So for me, I, I could be very specific in terms of what I thought I could do, what I brought to the table and what my strengths are. And for me now, you know, my goal is with my team to, to pull that out of them, right. To encourage them to, to push, pursue that, to invest in them, because obviously we'll benefit from it, you know, as, as they learn it now, but later on in their career, th- those are some things that I can kind of say, are gifts that we can give to them, you know, wherever their career path takes them in the future. So, so yeah, I know it was, you were probably uh, making fun of me a little bit for being unemployed for a little while, but I'm excited for my just new behind your back. And uh, no, you were doing it to my oh, face. Oh, that's, right, cool. that's right. I, uh, <laughs> I I remember that. I think we actually have uh, we have documented. Oh, it's recorded. That's right. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of. All of the uh, conversations that we have before the podcast, I already hit the record button, so I have all of it. I know. So I know how happy you are. Look, I've never seen you smile this big. You're so happy. <laughs> I'm excited for you, man. This is you're just giving you love giving me a hard time. That's cool. I get it. I get it. So yeah, no, I'm excited about that, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about this this next year. It's gonna be it's gonna be all new. I'm gonna I'm gonna le- continue to learn, continue to grow, and uh, you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dovetail this back into what pastor george talked about um i think that when you're in a situation like i was in i ran out of strength i i didn't i didn't have 100 uh I, I didn't have maybe the uh the mental fortitude uh going through like the the faith journey of it right so you know we talked a little bit about hope we talked a little bit about faith and we talked about just you know when you're in the that what I would call a trial or, or what I would call, you know, the uncertainty, um, you do have this, I think you have this innate strength that will kind of carry you for a little bit, but it's not an eternal strength. And so I, I, I love that pastor George kind of ending out the year was able to really, uh, highlight for us the importance of leaning, uh, into God's strength and how, and how to do that too. I think that's, I think that's the important part because, you know, I've listened to it a couple times and <laughs> the the answer is really simple and we'll get to that. But it, it's just funny to me. It's like he, he gets up there and, and we're sitting here blown away by all the, the wisdom that he brings to the table. But when you really break it down to, to what he what he's pointing to, it's the stuff that he's been saying forever and the stuff that we've known forever. Um, but I think it's good for us to be reminded of it and, and really for us to be in that situation of faith to to know and be able to trust in God. Um, man, I'm going to have to look here in my notes uh, where where he said it, but he said something to the effect of the importance of uh, having that faith and what it builds inside of you. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was really really great to hear and for me, it was confirmation that everything leading up to it in terms of my journey and, and my path uh, prepared me for it. 
God carried me through it. I was able to pull from his, his strength throughout that entire process. And now looking back to it, I can give credit to him and say, not because of what I've done, but because of God, because of the gifts that he's given me, uh, because of the strength that he gave me. Uh, and really looking at the situation, it was, it was probably the most ideal in terms of like, I, I never missed a mortgage payment. My, like we never missed a meal. Awesome. That the the heat was always on at the house, right? So, you know, I was able to navigate that time and really enjoy it, as opposed to, uh, you know, three months of absolute just terror, wondering what's going to happen next, and being desperate for whatever opportunity first came along. Yeah. In, instead of just being like, you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go work here. Like I could, I could say, all right, does this, does this employer, does this job fit me? Is, is it a good fit for me? Is it the kind of company that I want to work for? So I could be a lot more intentional with that too. And so very thankful for that because, uh, being in that situation and having that opportunity to, uh, rely on God and see his faithfulness, um, is awesome. I, I don't know that every situation will play out like that, but for me, it was, it was, it was a testament to God's faithfulness. I mean, I think so. A testament to God's faithfulness every single time works out. Maybe not all the circumstances, but I think you had some of the pretty, some of the toughest circumstances. I, no doubt there are people with tougher situations, but to go jobless when your lifestyle is at a certain space, you got kids, you got wife, like, I mean, everything's sitting on your shoulders, man, that's a lot. So, I'm not discounting that a bit. God's faithful for you to like, that's awesome yeah. to hear that you didn't miss anything. I think we talked about it too. Like this was an opportunity for me to vulnerably communicate this to my kids and to put them in a, a, a mind space of like, like they were able to see me walk through mm -hmm. it. And so for, for me, I'm hoping that for them, if they're in that situation, it's like, oh, it's not a big, it's not a huge, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Cause we can trust in God and we can, we can lean into that and not freak out. Like, I mean, it could have been, it could have been like really stressful. I'm sure what you, what happens when, when stress comes along or frustration comes along, right? Like I'm the worst version of myself when that happens. So I could have been angry. I could have been short tempered. Um, I think I did. I had a little bit of an outburst one time. I was a little frustrated one time. Um, so that does happen, but f for the bulk of it, I mean, it was, it was a really cool opportunity for me to kind of show my kids like, Hey, we can trust God, you know, he's our provider and we'll get through it. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that too, because for them, they, they did, I don't feel like they, uh, carried any of it Man, and not great. that I, that I wanted them to, but, uh, I remember when I was a kid and my dad lost his job that like it, at some point I started to like really feel like, like the weight of that. And I, I'm hoping that my kids didn't on this because for them, they're, they're excited. They're like, Hey, it's a new opportunity. I get to work from home. Uh, I do have some travel, but I, you know, now I'll have more opportunities to hang out with them and be very present throughout the day, um, with them. And then obviously when I travel, like that'll be an opportunity to, uh, you know, navigate that too. So, ultimately be more purposeful in my time when I'm home versus when I'm away. And then also my time when I'm away in terms of communication. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's, 
I'm only two weeks in, so I'm in the honeymoon, honeymoon. phase. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you're so, like a... We got about two more podcasts, and then we can, then we can circle back oh, and see and we if will. I still feel the same way. We but most I'm, definitely I feel good. will circle back. Yes. We want updates. We this want to know what's going on. You are my counselor, on. Matt. What is going on? You are my guide. Yeah, it's about time you're vulnerable. <laughs> we need vulnerability from you every month. We've got like three years of Every it for month. me, so Lord knows I don't need to air my stuff out anymore. <laughs> I think I'm just a good listener, and you're a willing participant. That's the problem. So just, I, just, that's the, I create the yeah, space. That's the problem. You're a good listener, and there you go. And I want to talk. So it's like, ah, oh, Evan did it to me again. Because in my heart, you're going to turn back and just be vulnerable again. And then you don't. You're just like, oh, okay, let's move on. I'm like, whoa, no. Where's the payoff? Yeah. Where's the reciprocation? Like, all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Let's it's go. exactly what you do. You do it every time. Just close out the show. It's all right. You will have you will have your time to be vulnerable. I know. I know that. Uh, I know it's been very helpful for you. I mean, you're a whole different person from when we started this. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel. I feel like oh, this yeah. has been really good for you. Yeah, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's re- let's reel this back in because uh, I don't think people are tuning in to listen to my uh, my career updates. Um, I think they're they're really intrigued to see what we can add to Pastor George's message because I feel like it's tough. It's like, well, don't you know, sell you yourself guy, short. You got this guy who's I think you are. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm, okay. Listen, it's the giving season, so I'm just gonna go ahead and break my rule, and I'm gonna give you two compliments in one Whoa. podcast, and then we're going back uh, to tearing you down because you're obviously too. I don't too know if high. I can handle this. Yeah, this, this is, is the giving season, but here's. Here's the truth. You just gave us a living example of what it looks like to go draw your strength from God rather than breaking down from your family or more likely in our day and age, finding a substitute, a substance or something to go look at, you know, something to kind of break the tension in your life. You Mm -hmm. went and you lived the whole period of time professing Christ. I mean, you're Reaching out to the brotherhood, obviously to me, your counselor, but I'm sure there were other guys that had somewhat of an impact. Those, there, you know what? That's a really, that's a really good, that's a really good point. I don't mean to interrupt you because I'm loving, I'm loving all this love, but that is, that's a really good point. Is w- going through that, having a brotherhood, this is the brotherhood podcast, having a brotherhood that I could go to that encouraged me along the way too. I think that really helped a ton as well because a lot of the it was really interesting there's there's guys that i was friends with that like i hadn't really super connected with but they were really intentional with reaching out and i think it's because they had been through it before too and so for them it was like hey we got a we got a man down here right so we need we need to we need to help him and it was awesome we went to lunch we we just kind of talked through it they saw where my head was at and i walked away encouraged and so i think that's two things i think that's one uh, brotherhood, but I think that's also hands and feet of Christ. Yeah, I good. think, you know, if I was going to, if I was going to look at it from a spiritual side of things, I think that was, that was God just reaching out through the brotherhood to say, I'm here. You got this. Don't worry about it. And, uh, we're going to get through it together. Would you say you were being fathered by God in that situation? Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like what you did there. I don't, uh, I guess so. Maybe. But I need a father and a brother. I need it's both. Truth. I don't think I don't I don't think I can have both things. Next so book, I'm gonna, brother. I'm pull back from that God. a little bit. I like what you did there, though. That was that was. Yeah, good. I'm good at that stuff. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna back up. I think God's big enough that He can be both. Yeah. 
I don't doubt. Yeah. Who am I to, who am I to put limits on God? Who, who are you even? I mean, really? That's the question we're all asking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, man, well, you've been off. I'm we talked about you way too much. I am, I am greatly favored oh, yes. and blessed. Highly favored. That's who I am. Yes. That's, that's who I, I am. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even play basketball. Yeah, let's well. go. I've seen you play basketball, and uh, I can't tell the difference between when you do a left-handed and right-handed layup. They both look horrible. So, <laughs> Listen, Jesus is helping me the whole way, though. That's the thing. I put it on my shoe. <laughs> I'm sure he and is. That's what, He's giving you the confidence ball. to walk out yeah. there. So Notice you there. were on the sidelines, apparently, watching me play. So that I was coaching. <laughs> I, was, okay. I was there. This is a lie of fabrication yeah. for those of you <laughs> who really think anything – he says oh, it's true. We might need to start over with this podcast. I think we've we've it's derailed. We've right, well, let's put this sucker back on the rails. Get your strength. You got to, no. Okay. It's on the rails. You got your strength from God. It's That's on, okay. the point. That's yes. the point. You got your strength from God. Pastor George told you to do it after you were already doing it. So then you didn't have to like pray real quick inside of Pastor George's message and be like, "Oh Lord, I haven't been doing this. Help me do this." You could be like, "Oh Lord, I did this. I." I can sit here and just relax. Yeah. It was retroactive. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, I, but here's the thing. Uh, so a couple, a couple of thoughts. One, it's proof of concept, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what Pastor sure. George was talking about, I feel like, I, I don't know if you deal with this because you, know, you kind of have it all together, but sometimes I deal with the imposter syndrome. Sometimes I, 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 I'm sitting there like, all right, obviously Pastor George can – he can walk through something like that and, and, and lean and depend on God. Cause he's pastor George. I think he's got a red phone that he picks up Yeah, he does. and it's a direct line to Jesus. 100%. Like he's got that. But for somebody like me, like, you know, not so much, but, um, uh, I think I'm joking by the way, there's not a red phone. Um, but for me though, it, it is, uh, it's an opportunity again to point back and say, not because of what, what I've done, but because of God and, and being able to, to trust in him. And I think as a, from a brotherhood perspective, that's what my brothers did for me. They came alongside me. They stood shoulder to shoulder with me. They, they empathized. They, they shared their experience about how they got through it. And, and there was, I had been in similar circumstances, but maybe not as big. Right. So I think that's part of the, the faith journey. Right. So in that faith journey and, and trusting in God, uh, you know, I feel like, a lot of your past circumstances guide you and prepare you for the, for the next thing as, as, as God's building your faith. And he's also building his relationship with you and, and revealing himself to you. So I, I think that kind of through that, um, that, that brotherhood was, was able to really be there for me and, and help me through that part of it. Um, and for me, they were able to. They were able to share their stories, I, and now I have a story that I can share with other people. So that's good. I know, I'm sure you'll never be unemployed, Matt. But if that ever does happen, like I, I think I can be there to walk through that with you, listen, and, and guide you through it. I think for you, you can like if somebody's starting a business, right? Yeah. Somebody's going out and trusting in faith. Like that's where you can kind of come along and stand shoulder to shoulder with them and encourage them and mentor them. And so you know that that that's where a lot of the stuff goes and and. You know, learning from a guy like Pastor George, you know, I feel like he's done a really good job of setting a good example for us. We've seen it. We've, you know, we've heard the the different stories that he's done. But then from a brotherhood perspective, as we're together, we can encourage each other uh, and 
the cliche iron sharpens iron uh we we can we can grow together and become stronger together yeah 100 percent. the oh and i'm i'm on the verge of being unemployed every day that's the hard part about being a business owner <laughs> is you're like because you nobody can fire you except for the whole community you live in can just be like yeah you're done oh thank you thank you so much <laughs> All right, so get that's your strength really from God. What? That's a that's a little that's a little too vulnerable right there, Ooh. Matt. Because well, this is my world. Is this is where you end the podcast, right? This is where you like shut it down, altar call. I know you. <laughs> you can't fool me. No, let's dig a little deeper. I like it. Yeah, I'm in that trust mode. I'm on the trust train right now. Shoot, trust train. Tell me about it. Let's go. Oh, the trust train's for real. This is my my wife coined this. When any, anytime she's going yeah. through something and God's putting her in a space where her circumstances don't look like what she's hoping will turn out or our circumstances don't look like, and she's having to rely on me, that's, or she thinks, obviously she's relying on God, but I'm the kind of the guy that has to bring it, bring it home. So yeah. So then January's coming and you know what January means? January means really, really cold. I mean, it's cold now, but we can clean glass all the way up until the 31st, pretty consistently. Although the season seems to be winding down a little sooner. And as soon as the season starts winding down, guess who has to hop on the old trust train where God's taking you a destination that you don't know. And if you've ever been on a train, trains are different than cars. You don't get to steer. So you don't get yep. to stop off, get gas. But here's the thing about trains. Like you, you go to the depot at some point and then you get an un, another, another train. So it's true. Just, January is your depot, baby. That's a good one. You're going to you're going to hop on the success train. I like it. Well, it is a success train. I mean, it's flying. That's that's what's awesome. Is God has been faithful, incredibly faithful to me just being obedient. I mean, that's that's the little bit of credit I get is I was obedient. So if you're looking for God to do something for you, usually it requires obedience. But trust train, I'm having to go to God on a regular basis. Just what Pastor George talks about. Like, Lord, I work for you. What do you want me to do here? We need work in. I know it's out there. I know it's available. But where is it? What do I got to go do? Who do I got to call? And it's always, I mean, phone calls is, it's a chore for, I, I'm sure there are guys out there. You're probably one of those big killers in sales. It's like, man, I love phone calls. I love calling people who don't anticipate me calling them and then asking them to possibly spend money with me. Maybe, maybe that's what you love. But man, for me, it's like, oh man, okay, here we go. But it's really, it's really low impact. You know, it, once you get into it, it's really the the moments before that you're like, ah, because in your head, everybody's going to say, no, you're going to spend a couple hours on the phone and you're just going to be a complete failure in life and God's not going to show up at all. But the truth is that never happens. As soon as I'm obedient, God rolls in. He's like, Hey, here you go. Now, sometimes I do spend two hours on the phone and nobody says yes, but whatever I asked God for now, let me back that up. Whatever God in indicated to me that I should believe him for. So X amount of revenue work, whatever it is, those are the things that unfold and happen. So I got a number. I got a certain amount of hours. I got a book upcoming soon in January, February. And giddy up, here you go. Get to see God be faithful. Him. Inevitably, it happens like this. It happens like you think it's going to happen. I'm going to make phone calls. There are going to be people out there like, oh, I was just thinking about that yesterday. Yes, come on over. Clean my windows. And then there's going to be people like, don't call me again. Take, you off, take me off your list. You're like, ah, it's not that kind of service, ma'am. <laughs> I'm a real person over here. 
And then you have, inevitably, <laughs> people will call you. So here's something that, I don't know if this will help anybody, but the thing I didn't expect about doing sales, making calls, trusting God with being obedient. It, it may not be making calls for whoever's listening. It may be something else. But there are the things like, you know are going to happen. Inevitably, I'm going to call somebody, and they were thinking about it. So just sheer chance it's going to work that on my behalf. Then God's going to lead me to people, of course. But here's what's odd that I've, that I've noticed every year, and I can only explain as God's opening up doors, is I start making phone calls, more phone calls start coming in. So there have definitely been days where I've sat there and like, man, I don't want to call. You know, scared, preoccupied, lazy, whatever it is that pops in. You just don't want to do the hard stuff. And like, I'll sit there and nobody, I'm just waiting for God to come, you know, put something on my doorstep. And I'm like, man, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. So if I, I'm obedient, I start making calls. The natural thing happens. What God had already prepared for me, put out there for me to go get happens. But then something else starts to, uh, starts to happen in my life. And more people start calling than tend to call when I'm not calling people. So I've gone three hours. No, 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 no. Take me off your list. No, 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 no. And you're like, oh my gosh, Lord, I just wasted a whole afternoon. And then the next morning, bing, bing, bing. I mean, it's like left and right, just knocking them down. I mean, people are like, hey, could you come please clean my windows? I need to spend money. I have too much of it. Like, that's what it feels like, you know? Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, those got to be connected because it is this like nonstop like showering of just free business from places I didn't even expect doesn't come unless I'm doing the hard stuff God told me to do, even when the hard stuff I, God told me to do doesn't seem to work out. Like it's just nose left and right. And then people just uh -huh. begging you to spend money shows up the next day. Nonstop. And that's like during that three hours of nose, I'm going to God, God, I need help. Like I am. I am dying here. Like I am getting weaker by the minute I am insecure. I don't think this is going to work out. I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm, I'm done with business. I'm it's over. And man, God fills you up. He's like, who are you going to trust? You're going to trust me. Or are you going to trust, you're going to trust yourself, Matt, or are you going to trust me being God? And you got to be like, all right, I'm trusting you. So then you finally, you get to that five o'clock mark. That's so it's such an odd feeling when you spent a few hours on the phone and finally you're like, oh, I can finally go home. I don't have to make phone calls anymore. But you also have to deal with, oh, there's no more work. Nobody said yes. That's tough. But then you go home, shake it off. I think it's tough the first time, but like you're, so you're on the other side of it, right? It's true. So, yeah. now, so now you know this. It's true. Right? You're speaking and, and in truth. spite of all your doubt and your fear and your stress and you know, all these emotions that you're dumping on God. He's sitting there just like, okay, Matt, like, yeah, get it out. Yep. That's cool. Um, I just need you to take a step. Yeah, that's I it. Just, I just need you to be obedient. And then when you're obedient, guess what? What happens? He's faithful. He's faithful. But he's waiting on you. He's, he's, he's waiting on you to take that step. And you know that. The funny thing is, like, I'm telling you that right now, and I can tell, in, like, you're, you're in your brain, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I did know that. I should have known. Like, but that's, that's how it works. It's like God is – he's – He's, he's patient, he's kind, he's rich in mercy, he's faithful, but you have to, you have to walk with him. Yep. And sometimes you just got to take that, that first step. That journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And so you take the step, he's going to take the other 999 and, and do that with you. But you knowing that now, like, 
again, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but I think that anytime you're in that, do you like that big butt? Uh, you do have a big anytime butt. you're in that situation of doubt, you're like, listen, at what point do I let God be God? At, at what it. point do I just give it to him and say, hey, I know that you're faithful. I know that if I do my part, that you're faithful to take this to completion. Listen, I'm not scared so to I'm say that's what part. it's like. That's exactly what it's like. It's like you get there and you're like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I know God. It's like he prepares it beforehand. It's like the faithfulness is already there. Like he's already been faithful. You just have to take a step. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I end up calling people and they're like, I was thinking about you yesterday. And I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. Sorry for doubting you and spending a yeah. day whining about this before I made phone calls when I know I should have done it two days earlier. I could have had less stress just by being obedient. But he's already got it for you. It's already, whether it's the... Ne- the obvious, call somebody that was thinking about you so they go ahead and book. Or the not so obvious, someone randomly calls you and it fills that spot. I can't tell you how many times I have people randomly call. They're like, and I'm like, I need a $3,000 job. And they're, they're, they roll in, you bid it, it's exactly that amount. They don't even blink. They're like, yes, book it on this day. It's the day you need it. You're like, why am I? Why do I even worry? Why do, I tell Jessica all the time. Why does why do I even get worked up? Like it's always there. It literally has never failed. Ever. Eleven years of business coming up on twelve. Zero times failed. Me failed a lot. Yeah. God, zero times. Zero times. Yeah. Always come through. So how did how did you know that he was faithful? Was that was it one of your five senses that told you that? Oh, or I see what you did here. No. Revelation knowledge. That's the crazy thing. What pastor talks about where he talks about the two senses of knowledge. He talks about that five physical senses. I see what you're where you're going here. That's how we get a lot of knowledge. In fact, that's how I get the information that I'm failing is all the circumstances look like. <laughs> that you're failing? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. It smells like failure, tastes like failure, looks like failure. Okay. I like, I like that perspective. Well, that's what it is. And then, I'll, so. But inside, I'm like, but man, I am confident that God shows up. He, listen, I told this story before. I will tell it again. Well, I'm not going to speak that over myself. I got to have more law. I will tell this story because I've told it before. There have been days, Friday mornings, where I woke up needing a whole lot of work for the next week. Like we'll call it half a week of booked. And by Friday at 2 o'clock, it was all in there. On the books, ready to go, people coming in left or right. That, I mean, God's faithful. God, and I asked him last summer. I said, Lord, I want to get used to this. I want to get used to the feeling of this uncomfortable feeling so I can just relax in the midst of it. Yeah, I'll still have the tension of like watching you come through, but not That's a bold worry prayer. and fret. So I can confidently say I am used to the uncomfortability of trusting God even in with a few hours left before things come through. Kind of the sense of like when you're, working out or playing a sport or lifting weights and there's that pain moment but you uh, you're so used to the tension and the frustration and the pain that you're like I'm kind of good with this I'm all right that's what spiritually walking with God and money is with me right now I mean I'm like if I need stuff and I need stuff right now and I don't mean like I want it I mean like if I'm gonna make the bills <laughs> if we're gonna eat it's gotta happen but it's going to I'm so confident in the uncomfortability that I go home and sleep like a baby now. I go home, I relax, I play with my kids. I used to be all tense, stressed, frustrated, need to talk to Jessica for a long time to got to get it all out. Not anymore. 
I just eat dinner. Well, I I'm excited for you now for this this new year. Thank you. It sounds like this is this is going to be a, a really exciting time for both of us. I'm I'm learning a lot. You're trusting a lot. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be great. I, I think what you're describing is that comfortability in uncomfortability is it's called endurance. Oh, that's and, good. And, that's a good word. And the Bible talks about running that race uh, with endurance. And so you're, you're building that. You're not going to build endurance sitting on a couch watching TV. You're not going to build endurance worrying every single day. You're not going to build endurance coping uh, through pornography or alcohol or, or drugs. You're not going to build endurance that way. All you're going to do is numb. And that's good. <laughs> and Woo! You, you, can, you can run a race like by numbing the pain. But you do more damage to whatever is injured. Though that pain is that's that's your body telling you that there's something wrong that you need to fix, that there's something that needs to be done. So if you ignore that pain instead of, you know, strengthening yourself to overcome, uh, you're gonna put yourself in a position where it's it's more difficult every single time. Uh, and you're gonna require more numbing, uh, more coping, and probably more procrastination. And that's, that's not, I don't think that's the kind of life that, that God wants you to have. I don't think that's the, the kind of life that you want for yourself. So, you know, you need to build up that endurance. You need to push yourself into that. I think we're switching over to like a leadership podcast. Uh, you need to push yourself into that endurance and, and stretching yourself and living outside your comfort zone. Um, I will say this to tie it back. When you're, when you're in that uncomfortability and you're outside of of where you think you are, that's where I think a lot of faith comes into play, mm-hmm. and and trusting in God and getting the, ah I did it, and you get that strength. You you depend on God for that strength. You don't need God's strength when things are going well. It's true per se. You don't you don't need God's strength when you're not pushing yourself or uh, you know going through adversity. You, in my mind, you don't have adversity if you're not doing anything. Yep, that's good. You know, I I can't remember who it was that was. I think it was a brotherhood speaker that talked about like when you're no, I think it was wit wit talked about uh, on the basketball court that when he was riding the bench, that there was no adversity, but as soon as he got in the game, somebody was guarding him. Somebody was making it more difficult for him to shoot the ball. Somebody was, you know, trying to take the ball away from him. That's when the adversity comes and that's when you need to tap into that strength. Now in basketball, that strength could be the preparation and practice, but I think in life, the strength that we're we're needing to depend on is is God and His Word and that revelation knowledge that Pastor George talked about. That's what I was about to say. Knowing that and allowing Him to reveal Himself through that. So I want to make sure that we touch on this because uh, I feel like we're de- we're we're like weaving in. And we out are, of, but of this for see sure. the parallel here. This is good because I was going to yeah. say that yeah. that comfortable being uncomfortable. The comfortable part is the spirit to spirit conversation that. Uh, Pastor George pointed out that revelation knowledge that you just mentioned, where in my spirit, I know God's faithful. He's done this every single time, but my senses are like, but the information we're getting, Matt says it's not going to happen. Like, yeah, but my spirit tells me God's faithful. So that's what's going on. That's why I can be comfortable in the uncomfortable is uncomfortably in my five senses. That's uncomfortable, but inside my spirit, that's comfortable. That's why I can go home, relax, eat dinner, sleep well, all those things. I think we need to rewind for a, a minute because I think we uh, we blazed past this, but I, he started it by saying that strong men are needed. Now, I think that was something that Lee hit on a while ago, but why are strong men needed? 
like going back to the whole purpose and reason for having this strength is because of that adversity, because of, you know, in some cases the world that we live in. But I think on the other side of it is if we're going to be leaders, if we're, if we're going to, uh, pursue audacious goals, um, and pursue that what God has for us, we have to be strong. We can't, we can't be passive. Yeah. Uh, and I think the world that we live in right now is, is trying to strip that away uh, and almost vilify uh, strong men. Yeah. And not to say it because that we're like some sort of oppressed group. I don't think that's, I don't think it's that, but I think it does take a strong man to lead well, to lead himself well, to lead his family well, uh, to represent Christ. I don't, I don't think Christ represented himself as a wuss. <laughs> or a pushover no he was he was a strong man and he modeled it i mean uh i i believe that uh the example that he gave was in the garden of gethsemane when they uh when judas brought the the roman guards to him and they said that they were looking for jesus and he's like i am (laughs) he knocked him i love that right love that and uh like for so for the like you know, eight-year-old evan bible story you know you hear i am and so you feel like you have kind of a like that's the story, right? So you just—I think you make some assumptions on it. But Pastor George made a really good point. He's like, that was not like a Roman custom for like everyone to just fall over whenever <laughs> so he says "I am." Good joke, yeah. Like I—I I, like you just kind of—I feel like sometimes we just go to like, oh yeah, that's what happened. But could you imagine, like, actually in that situation, you're like, all right, this guy claims to be the son of God. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We got an inside guy, and we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna infiltrate the twelve disciples. And he's going to bring him to us, and he's going to identify him, and we're taking this guy down. Like, this guy's a false prophet. So you're a Roman soldier, and you're rolling up, and uh, Judas is like, that's the guy. I'm going to go kiss him. And you're like, whoa, uh, weird flex, Judas, but okay. <laughs> and uh, so he does his thing, and, and they accuse him, and he's like, I am. And we, then we all get knocked over. Uh, I think that... It ties into Pastor George's point. Like our our five senses are not <laughs> not always going to communicate everything to us. That said, that should have been a pretty strong <laughs> signal. Like maybe maybe we should leave this guy alone. So my mind goes to like <laughs> this isn't in the Bible. It's the Book of Matt here. But in, what I picture inevitably, there's got to be like there is a Book of Matt in the Bible. Well, that's Matthew, but Book of Schrader. Oh, you see my, but you see my joke there. There's got to be like a private in the army, the military. Kind of like the Rome wasn't like this small deal. They conquered the world. So we assume, I'm assuming without being a historian, that they're the world as they knew it. It's still the world. It's not like it, they conquered. They didn't take over Australia. You know, they didn't conquer Tulsa. They conquered the states yeah. in their world. All right. Either way. Yeah. yeah they yeah. had to have a disciplined military, right? And the military works yeah. off this idea that you get orders. It doesn't matter what those orders are, whether you agree with them, whether or not, whether you think you're going to live or not, you go execute those orders. So there had to be kind of a sharper, lower level officer, private, whatever, that's over there like, are you sure? Are we really sure we want to arrest the guy that just knocked us all over? Is that, is that what we're doing here? Yeah, he didn't even move. He just said, I he am. He says, I am. And they all well, fall he, over. I guess he said, did he say I am or did he say I am? Like, he implied I am God. No, I am is the name think, of God. I think that's kind that, of... So, think about this. Right, yeah, so... Moses... Is that Yahweh? Did he just go Yahweh? Uh, I think it's... Like, boom. Oh, that's a good question. 
Because there is a word for I am. It would have been the same word, I think, that God told Moses back in the day, burning bush. He says the whole I am. Yeah. Which is like that. Yeah. We read, you know, when they, when we try to expand it, to them, it, that's all it meant. I am. That's all they had to say. But we like expand it to I am who I am. I am he. Like all those things. Like when he says that, boom, they all fall down. Like God showed up in that space. Remember Moses where he's like, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. Like the presence of God showed up in that spot. That's what I assume knocked him over. Oh, Elohim. That, you got it. You looked that up, didn't you? I looked it up. Yeah. Elohim. So Jesus is over there like Elohim. Elohim. And they're like on the ground. Right. So you know there's somebody over there going, I don't know how smart this is. Who do we think we are? This guy just knocked us over. But the people who had to do it, you know, everybody's getting their orders from somebody else. You know what? It's possible there's a lot of people that bailed at that point. It's, uh, and the Bible just didn't didn't record it. I, I think it's possible. I think there's a lot of, I personally, in my opinion, not in the Bible, I don't think, but I think we're going to get to heaven. There's going to be a lot of Roman soldiers up there going, are you kidding me? <laughs> we saw that guy. Immediately I gave my life to him. It, that was the end. Like, he knocked me over. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not but arguing that's, with that. All right, so, so the 12 disciples, though, right? 12 disciples go through that entire process, and then... Uh, Christ is crucified, and then he like is raised three days, uh, three days after. They're walking down the road. They're all bummed out. So it, the same disciples that they were in the garden that saw that happen are the same disciples that he had to uh, quote scripture to and and have that revelation knowledge. So I, I guess it all ties back into what Pastor George was saying: is that you know your your senses are going to lie to you that those disciples witnessed everything. Not yeah. only to that, like. There was a lot of miracles that led up to it, and there was a lot of uh, prophecy that, that he outlined. And I'm sure they—I mean, he quotes the Scriptures, which means that there was established Scriptures at that time that, that, that basically outlined a lot of this stuff. And so it's not like—I mean, it's not like they didn't know that. I'm, Jesus was talking about that stuff all the time, and yet they were discouraged. They, from what I read, right, uh, they were thinking that he was going to, like, help the— the empire, not necessarily like they were thinking physical world, not, yeah. not spiritual world. They were, they were thinking very small compared to what the, the mission of God is the Messio day. Right. Yeah. It all kind of ties back to that, that entire point of, of what pastor George, that revelation knowledge, which I think like he says that I'm like, Oh yeah, revelation knowledge. But I think the more that we dig into it, the more it's, it, it's, it's becoming um, a lot more of an impactful thing that we have to, we have to get our heads around because, um, you know, when you're when you're thinking about God, who He is, who He says He is, uh, in even in the journeys that we've we've alluded to uh, on this podcast of our faith journey and and trusting in Him and relying in that strength. For some reason, and maybe this is just me, not you. This is me being vulnerable. Like knowing all that about God, professing who God is, and and my belief in God. And then adversity comes, and I go immediately to my own <laughs> to my own strength. Like I try to solve it, and then if I can't solve it, then I go to God. Ain't that the truth? Uh, that seems to be my pattern. Um, I'm sure you go straight to God and just start praying and uh, quoting scriptures at it. But for me, it's like okay, like I can hand, like I look at it logically, like what's happening here. But usually, when things start to get a little, like I can start to see that them develop a little bit more. I'm like, all right, there might be a spiritual battle going on here. 
and even then I'm like, okay, this is a spiritual battle. I'm under attack. And then I'll go a little bit further and be like, you know what? I should probably bring God into this. This, that would probably be good. Like it's, it's for me, it continues to be further on down the line. And it's something that I, I mean, I'm sitting here talking about on the podcast, knowing God's faithfulness, knowing, you know, who he is. And I still don't 100% of the time, uh, go to him first and, and trust in him first. And I think that, you know, that's a tension sometimes of, of where we are. Uh, and going into the other side of it, like God reveals himself to us through his scripture and through his word. I, I could, I could, I could say that I, I don't read the Bible enough to, to hear from his word and what he says he is, even though it's clearly outlined there, like in pastor George, who a man who I really respect is basically saying, go get a Bible and read it. Yep. And that's how God's going to reveal himself to you. And I'm like, cool. Yes, I agree. And then I go on about my day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's what you do, but that's, that's, I think that's some of the, the challenges that I face. Definitely will in, not in admit my walk. to that on this podcast today. Don't admit. Oh, I will not. Okay. I will not be admitting to that. No. Uh, yeah, of course yes. I do that. Of course. I would like I hear, you to be vulnerable for once, Matt. I am always vulnerable. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I am. Literally, that's my whole life. And you have this knack. I just pour it out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, of course I do that. Of course I hear okay, good. somebody All right, say so I'm something. Not alone. So we got two people. Uh, two people that struggle with this. At least two. Why do we struggle with this, Matt? What's the deal? Why do we? Why do we? Uh, why do we stink well, at being followers we're of not, Christ? We're we're practicing in it. And then the other thing is, we are assuming that this individual, strong individual, who told us doesn't struggle with that. Now it's Pastor George. No, he does. I, I think he does. Oh, I think I he think does. He, does. he I, makes mistakes. I, so I think we all do. I think he fights think a lot. You, He's yeah. a fighter. I, that's what you've got to build a culture of in your own soul is I'm going to fight this. I'm going to find out what the word of God says. And eventually it draws you in there. The circumstances of our five senses can be so strong and so convincing that you have to train yourself, your mind to go to God every time. In fact, I was just talking with someone about this earlier, the whole David story. So David, when he's fighting all his battles, he goes to God, goes to God, goes to God every time. Goes to God, God gives him a strategy, he wins. It's a lot of what we do right now. And then one day he doesn't. He counts his troops on his own. God confronts him and says, you're going to lose this because you took it in your own strength. None of your own strength wins. All of the winning happens in God's strength. So he's walking to the same issue. And that is what we're having to do is train our soul. To, for every situation, no, how, no matter how easy it looks to conquer or how difficult, is we go to God with a request. What do you want to do here, Lord? How do you want to show yourself strong in me? What can I do? What are the steps in obedience that I need to take? And I think the people who are successful, i.e. Pastor George in this situation, are people who repeatedly practice going to God, no matter how easy or how difficult it looks, and say, Lord, how do you want to do this? What's next? What's my step? What do I need to be obedient in? That's where you cue. Those questions cue your spirit to say, I'm listening for God's voice. What is he going to say? And then you get that instruction and you practice being obedient with that. Now you start to develop this mindset that says, I'm listening more to my spirit than I am my five senses. Yes. And I I think that kind of the point that Pastor George is making is, is that his voice is in his word. 
And so you have to you have to constantly continue point back yeah. to that. Um, I don't know if this struck you like it struck me, but uh, he kind of snuck this in there, and I, I mean, I feel like it could have been an, an entire conversation on its own. But uh, he he basically says he reveals him he reveals himself to us through his word. You're not gonna you're not gonna find it out there. You're not gonna find it in like I think he he leaves. He leaves a signature on stuff, but he, for for the most part, like, it's through his word. And he said, his word is loaded with power. It's how he created. And I think that... Oh, that was a nice Like, when nugget. you really think about it, like, he created the heavens and the earth with his words. Uh, and he just, he the power of, like, how powerful that actually is. Uh, just from a creation standpoint. So... At, you know, at some point, no matter where you're listening, whether you're driving down the road or you're working out in the gym or however you consume this podcast, go outside and just take a look around. Not at the man-made stuff, not at not at the houses and the buildings and everything else. But in, in Oklahoma, this is probably less impactful. <laughs> but but like, go outside and look. His words created that. His words created life. His words created the trees and the earth and the air that we breathe and the water and the entire, it created us. Like that's, that's the power of his word. And so just knowing that, and then he's taken that word and put it into the Bible through transitive properties. I think that creates a stronger desire for me to pursue him through his word. I don't know about you, but for me, that's that's like when he said that, I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. It's like when they say the same power that that Christ had to raise Jesus from the dead is alive and well in us today. Like, do you do you feel like you can comprehend that power? Well, no. I mean, comprehend would be the wrong word because that's in that's the that's the that's the word on our five senses. Yeah. Well, it's like you want your five senses to comprehend something your spirit has to understand, and I mean that's not going to happen. But I do think that you're on the right track with looking at creation and bringing in that nugget of what God created the whole world with his words. You know, I wrote down, the last thing I wrote down was, in order to draw strength from God, you need a word from another realm. And you hinted on that, that it's, it's actually in God's realm that strength exists. And we bring, draw it in by relying on his word. And you get the majority of that content from scripture. Right. From there, God can tailor it to a specific step. Yeah. It's that when you're reading scripture, it got, I mean, God will bring a scripture to me. And this happened in my father by God group. We had a couple guys. God brought a specific scripture to them. And I was like, whoa, grab that, hold it, write it down. That's it. Like that is, that's your little valve to strength. That's the, that's the portal, if you will, to draw strength. As you go to that scripture, that thing will ignite your spirit. And all of a sudden this strength from your spirit moves into your soul, moves into your five senses, and now your five senses start to line up and buy into what your spirit already knows is true, even though they know the circumstances on the outside don't say that's true, at least don't say it's true yet. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's really kind of the essence of what Pastor George was was really talking about, is you need that that revelation knowledge, which comes through his word. His word is is powerful, and that that is essentially in the scriptures and it's our job to pursue that to to seek that out and that's how he's going to communicate with us so i don't know if i don't know if i can make a stronger case 
for you to start reading the Bible and start learning about God through his word. All right. All right. I see what you did there. What what did I do? No. You're always painting me as the disciple and you as the teacher. I I know what you're doing. No, no. I just, just, it's okay. I was just saying in general, mm, if if you're, you Uh know, struggling to, to read the scriptures, if if he made a very compelling case to read the Bible and trust in him. And draw from that I strength. Think he did. I think he did. I think that's why especially your, if your resolution should be to read the Bible. Especially if you're More. like, you know, feeling like there's a lot of adversity coming. You're you're needing a lot of faith to, you know, in 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 the end of the year when it's cold and icy out, when you're cleaning windows. Like that's a good time to read the Bible. That's all I'm saying. That's all I gotta say is February is coming, and yet the honeymoon phase will be gone. Oh, and you'll realize oh. that that job is just a job, and all of a sudden you're gonna need some scriptures. You're feeling good right now because like, hey. Mama's I'm, happy, I'm you know. You got a, I, my heart is you got open. a job. You're right. I do need to. I do need to. And kids are like, "Woo, we're having Christmas!" And you know, yeah, so all those things are happening. February is when all listen. the credit card bills are due. So that's where that's where really right. need yeah. the faith. February third. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready, because then you better still have that job, and it better you better better be able to sell whatever it <laughs> is you're be, selling. I think, are you talking to yourself again now? <laughs> uh, listen. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'm just talking. Maybe the Holy Spirit's talking to you. That's what I think's happening. I don't think he's. Saying I think he can to talk me. to both. Lord of us. knows. I think that's. I think that's where. That's probably what it is. You're yeah, talking to yourself. Like something but I'm going to benefit say. from it because that sounds like something you would say. Yeah, a guy who needs to hear from Jesus. That's what <laughs> that sounds like. Uh, I, I, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure at some point someone's going to come up to me at a brotherhood breakfast and be like, so. Are you and Matt friends? Do you guys get along or because <laughs> you just bicker all the time? <laughs> if you were, if you would just, if I would just uh, listen, get on the, if I would just the listen to the, 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 the knowledge yeah. that you're dropping, if you would just listen to what I'm saying, yes, knowing that I'm right, we would have no problems at all. This, all right. So I hope that Pastor Witt's message next month is on humility. I, I just can't wait for that. I feel like that's like we need strong men, need but we to need hear. to be humble. And we need to point back to God, to God and His love. I think, I don't know. Wit, if you listen to this, that would be my recommendation. But you know, do do whatever, whatever however God leads you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He should. I'm sure He will. All right, I, that's I all. It's good at that. Do you have anything else you want to add, Matt? I, I think I feel I feel like we've we've woven in and out of this pretty well, pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, it's you know, we're yeah, getting better we'll at find this. Out. One of these days, people listen. One of these days, we're gonna crush it. But I think we got a one of these one days. of these days. Yeah. We're growing. I it wasn't today. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It wasn't today. May, maybe next month. Yeah. We get 12, 12 opportunities in twenty twenty. I need to go look at the. I we need to go look least... at the 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 ratings on the on the podcast. That that's will that will be our key indicators right there. <laughs> Is if we if we're a five star podcast or or if we're like a one and a half. <laughs> we really should. We probably should pay attention yeah. to those. That might be some key. Okay. I'm concerned that we may have to cancel ourselves. So. No, no, we're good. I don't we're know. good. No? You yeah. don't think? Okay. So, good. All right. with that said, brothers, remember January, Pastor Witt will be kicking off the new year for us. So, make sure you get your tickets. I believe it's, is it the first Friday or are we bumping it because of the holiday? Do you know? Let's look at a calendar. No, I do believe Should've it's the first Friday. I can check. First Friday. Is, uh, yeah, no, I think we're good. It looks like the sixth. I think that's when it'll be. First okay. Friday of the month. All right. Come in person if you can. If you can't, uh, make sure you, like, we'll get the audio of the podcast up 
uh, as quick as we can. Keep in mind, there is a YouTube channel. You can see if you want to see the actual video of the recording, uh, check that out. Um, I think it's just uh, COT and Brotherhood on YouTube. And uh, other than that, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Mm -hmm.